All right. Yes, it is. It's time to get in the <coughs> ring here with DJ D. Kooks, and you've probably heard Peace Mike's call already. Yep. I'm going to clear my throat. It is a little earlier in the morning, but it's cool. Uh, I'm, what's happening with everybody? Uh, I know we uh, we weren't on last week, had a little bit of uh, computer issues, but uh, things are relatively solid right now. Relatively solid. I'm taking over the editing duties for the foreseeable future yeah. because. Because Beast Mike's computer decided to take a crap on him. Pretty much. Which sucks. Um, but we have lots. And I mean, there's no match of the week this week because we're, we have so much we need to get into. There's so much to do. But sports, because we do cover the sports here, and, and wrestling, but we'll cover the wrestling first. G1 Climax, four nights in. Early favorites, shocking losses, stuff like that. Um, AEW Fight for the Fallen runs up against Evolve, which, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Impact Slammiversary, which was very good show. It actually was pretty good overall. Cajun Elgin had a pretty good... Let's start with that, come on. Come on, we're actually going to open with Slammiversary because it technically happened a week ago, and we were going to cover it last week, mm-hmm. but, 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 um, but shit happens, and we are, we are here. So, from Gillies, Dallas, and Dallas, Texas... It was a good wrestling weekend in Dallas that weekend because he had night one, the G1, and then... Mm-hmm. So, Willie McAfee, the Jake Chris, Trey Miguel, and TJP in the opener. It was just a good pop fest four-way. Um, the oh, North... Yeah, for... Oh, good. I'm oh, sorry. The Nor- we're tripping over each other because we haven't talked in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're the both North rather anxious. The... The North defeated the Rascals and LAX in a three-way for the Tag Team Championship match. Okay, match here. Good, com- short, compact, but, but solid. People got, everyone got their stuff in. Eddie Edwards. About? Yeah, yeah, everything was pretty short and, and compact in, on the pay-per-view. Like, nothing overstated its welcome, like we'll talk about a little bit with both Extreme Rules and Fight for the Fallen. Mm-hmm. First blood match. Um, Eddie Edwards defeated Killer Cross. Good first blood match here. Mm-hmm. Solid. And we got, they got their, they got to the, the do what they needed to in 11 and a half minutes. Very solid. Very solid. Moose defeated Rob Van Dam. Ah. Uh. I didn't like this match, honestly. It was just boring. Though it didn't... I don't think it went too long. It seemed like probably not enough was done here. I I thought this match dragged, honestly. It, it was the only match that really dragged. Okay. Um, It was 13 minutes, which was actually one of the longer matches on the show, and it was only a two-star special. It was the fourth longest match. Yes. Then we had the Monsters Ball. And these ladies killed each other. 
I'm very impressed with how the four of them did. Uh, you, you see Monsters Ball with men get very graphic and very violent quickly. But I'm very impressed that these four were able to, to put it down with the way they did. Rick Swan and Johnny Impact had a four-star match. Um, not surprising regarding the two men in this match. You just look at these two, and you look at their bodies of work, and you look at their styles of wrestling, where both guys are very agile and very fearless with, with their with their movesets. You, you kind of knew this would be good. I, I gave it, it a match four stars. So. It, it, lived up, it lived up to it, so I'm, I'm very, very impressed. I'm impressed by it. I'm not necessarily impressed by it. Like, I'm, I'm satisfied with it, I should say. Um... The uh, Brian Cage Michael Elgin match was awesome, dude. This was this was just a big hoss fight with guys doing things that they shouldn't be able to do. We we do enjoy those hoss fights. We we certainly do enjoy our fair share of hoss fights. Yes, we do. And then after the match, a masked man, not Rhino, but it wasn't Rhino who was under the mask, but they're going to reveal it as Ryan now mm. when his contract runs up. And Spears Elgin. And then I gave the Cage Elgin match four and a quarter. And then Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. I enjoyed this. I, I really, and I was able to watch this from, from bell to bell and, and the promo stuff before it. I really enjoyed this. I, I, I really enjoyed everything about it. Uh, I enjoyed the the run that Callahan was on, where, we, where he was so ruthless and so and became like the the best, I guess, the best heel in the company. I enjoyed the the build up with how Tessa Blanchard got involved. Like I, I really liked how all this played out in the match itself. Like I legit was, exp- I, I legit thought that uh, that Blanchard was going to win at points. Like after after the early onslaught by Callahan, I thought Blanchard was going to win at, at points during the match. Blanchard, Blanchard really carried herself tremendously well, and then Callahan did his part too. So I thought it was a very good match on both parties. Definitely. The yeah, best your match thoughts on echo mine. Your thoughts echo my thoughts on this, and I thought this was a wise use of the intergender format. It looked to elevate Blanchard, even though she was she. She was booked strongly, and right. then Callahan was even stronger by defeating her. Mm-hmm. So, so in that case, it was it very accomplished, good. It accomplished the goal, I think, that they set for the match itself. That most but intergender the, matches don't do. Right. It, it, we're both, we're both parties involved actually come out better for the better. Like, I know Beyond does intergender, and I, I, I'm just not a fan of intergender because I just can't suspend my disbelief. I understand. I was suspending my disbelief a little bit with this. So, yeah, there, there were legit points in the match where, like, oh, wow, Tessa, Tessa's going to beat him. <laughs> but there were legit points where Tessa was like, oh, wow, Tessa's actually going to beat him. Especially when she did the bat and then her finisher. I'm like, oh, this, this part, she's actually going to beat him. And, but, the, but Callahan was just a little bit too strong. So I, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, and then he wins it with the Cactus Special and then right. sealing the deal. Um, my God, this match was very good. Good way to end the show. It sure was. 
And Callahan um, showing respect afterward to uh, to Blanchard, letting Blanchard have the ring, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, G one, G one. Oh, I'm supposed to take this. I'm off this week for some <laughs> god on reason because I'm like. I'm like, I have the world subscription, you know, I, you know, and I'm like a little nervous too. It's like, I'm a little off this week, but the G1 does not take days off except for these two days. And then they're back out of Thursday night with three straight nights in Corrigan Hall. And then they take a night off and then for a travel day. And then, so this is the longest stretch that we're going to have besides the week before night one and night two of no G1. So, it's going to be pretty consistent hereafter, and we're going to cover the G1 um, bell to bell here. Juice Robinson, we're going to start with night two. Juice Robinson defeats Shingo. Really good match here. Um, they were working on the neck early. Um, um, Shingo showed great fire, and Shingo was great, and Juice getting some great fire. I rated this at four stars. Moxley debuted against Taichi. A lot of smoke and mirrors in this match, but a good three-star brawl here. Toriano Tetsuya Naito suck. Mm. It was only three minutes and 52 seconds, and Naito barely took a bump. So it was basically a squash match, and Naito... Yeah, no, guess. no, Toriano defeated him. Okay, yeah, yeah. so basically it was a squash because match. Because Yano gets a shock win. Right. Oh, which, we, which, we knew, which we knew was coming. I don't think we thought Nida would be the guy he'd get it against, but we, we, knew Nida, we knew it was coming. And then the match that I think you should watch from this night, Big Tom Ishii versus adorable Hawaiian Buddha Jeff Cobb. Again, we are both fans of big hosses doing big hoss things and then stuff that cruiserweights would do. We, we are fans of this. But there's no cruiserweight stuff in this match. No. It's just big hosses just beating the shit out of each other and doing filthy things to each other in the beating the shit out of each other's apartment. I just made that sound more disgusting and not on TV <laughs> sound. But, but, hey, that's how we do it here on Getting the Ring. <laughs> um, Basically, you, you had your inner Big E in you. It's pretty much what happened here. Yes, I have my bigger inner Biggie Langston, even though I'm not really that big fan of the New Day sometimes. But, but New Day Rock. But, but, G, but Big Tommy G starts off his G1 campaign with a four and a half start match. And we'll be talking about Tommy Ishii, Big Tommy Ishii, doing Big Tommy Ishii things. He, he will certainly become a, he will certainly become a fixture. Not fixture, he will certainly become a theme. Of the show. Yes. Yes, he'll certainly become a theme of the show because he always becomes the theme of the show. Um, Goto defeats Jay White here um, in his return. He he's took a couple months off to train at the LA Dojo. Very good match here. I went four stars on this match. Um, he finally beats White. The crowd was hot. Um, very good, but not quite great. But I gave it four stars because I'm generous. Mm. 
Zonka gave it three and three quarters. I just bumped it up to four. You, you just gave it a solid four. I just gave it a solid four. Then we had night three of the A block. Night two of the A block, night three overall. And watch this whole night. This whole night was freaking fire. Um, so, it starts off with Lance Archer defeating Bad Luck Pale. And Archer has four points mm-hmm. here. Um, um, and this was a Haas battle. It was a lesser version of Ishika, but Archer was bumping it like a maniac here. Mm. He was doing things. Folly did a superplex. Folly showed effort. It was very good. I went three and a half stars on it, and I wasn't go- expecting to go three and a half stars on it. Okay. I was expecting to go like two and a half. So, I was so pleasantly impressed. Wildly, wildly exceeded your expectations. Very impressed. And Archer would pick up the win with the Everybody Dies Claw that he's been. And then Will Osprey gets his first points of the G1, mm-hmm. defeating Sonata in a block action here. This was the athletic match. Mm-hmm. You know, both guys showing off their athletic prowess. Um, very easy to watch here. Just counters after counters of Os Cutter. And then finally Osprey blocked the skull end, applied the Os Cutter and Stormbreaker for the win. So, four stars there. Shizuchiko Okada defeats Zack Sabre Jr. So, Zack Sabre Jr. starts off with zero points. Mm-hmm. As this was unique because Sabre is a very unique wrestler here. I really like how each match felt different. Variety is the spice of life. Which is, and I uh, gave this match four stars. So, every match was either very good to, to great on this night. So, mm. Evil versus Kota Ibushi, I thought this was the best match of the night. I gave okay. it four and a quarter. Um, Evil getting it done. Um, and... And Kota Ibushi starting off with zero points. The guy we both think is going to win this tournament um, is is still far not on the board, but we we think Ibushi will will get his. Yes, he'll get his. Um, um, but really good, really good stuff here. Um, I I really enjoyed like the counters and everything. The everything you will. You know, you know, evil connected with darkness falls and everything evil to win. Then we get the Ken and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kent's getting off to a very strong start so far. And this match ruled. This match ruled. This was a very, this was a great professional wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenta is violent. Kenta just feels right. 
in, in New Japan, you know? Not that he didn't fit in, in on NXT, but in, in 205 to a lesser to a little bit lesser of an extent. He just, he just feels right. He just fits you're right. Not, he's he not working home. as fast as but everything means something, all the yeah. kicks. Right. And 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 fuck his offense is stiff. <laughs> yeah, I is. love his offense. So A block. A block the A block is, is we, we talked about it before, the depth of A block. There's just so much flash and there's so much so much swag involved in the A block. And then B block being the physical block, being the block where if you're gonna win it, you're gonna earn it if you win the B block. Then we had Shinko Tagaki getting his first win on night four, defeating Toriano um, um, with the pumping bomber um, here. Better match than his stable mate, Naito. Mm. But this went six minutes. Nothing to see here. Um, Judy Robinson defeats Hiroki Goto. Um, this was pretty good. Um, um, he hit the left hand of God and then the Pulp Friction to win. John Moxley defeated Jeff Cobb. This was a little short, but, but John Moxley gets the win here with the Death Rider draped over the rope. Three and a half stars. Tommy I like it's draped over the rope. Tommy Ishii over Jay White. Here. As Jay White starts off with zero points. Ishii starting off. Ishii with a good start. Ishii and Juice with, with, with good starts so far. Um, vertical drop, Brain Buster. Drops White to 0-2, but this was a very good match. Four stars flat. Um... I just love me some big Tommy Ishii. Ishii is a guy who I don't think either of us would ever pick to win a G1, but he's never he's almost never gonna have a bad match in it. And I think that's the whether win or lose, he's almost never gonna have a bad match in a G1. And you're probably gonna get a great match. Yes. So and this was great, so I enjoyed it. Um and then my match of the night, the main event. Tai Chi defeats Tetsuya Naito as Naito starts off 0-2. Mm-hmm. Um, this was very good. It lacked the Tai Chi bullshit. Okay. Oh, so it was serious Tai Chi. It was serious Tai Chi. Which, um, um, minimal, minimal, minimal bullshit Tai Chi. Which is probably the best know, Um, you got the Iron Grow Up and kind of more now Naito, and then one last rise and secure his first two G1 points. So this is early, but but Okada has four, Kanta has four. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at the G1 standings real quick. Yeah. I, I, I got I got them up, so I, I could I could I could do them here. So we got in block A, Lance Archer, Kenta, 
and Okada all have four apiece. They both had two wins. That look folly, Evil, Will Ospreay, and Sonata all with two, all with a win apiece. And then Kota Bushi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Hiroshi Tanahashi have all been shut out so far. As for Block B, we got Moxley, Ishii, and Robinson, all four wins apiece, all four points apiece, obviously with the two wins. Taichi, Yano, Goto, and, Taga- and Tagagi, all with two, all with two points, winning a piece. And then Cobb, Naito, and Jay White have all been shut out. But obviously, again, it's early. We've only had two matches per uh, for each guy. So we got a lot of But, lot but five of those six names are big main event players. Yes. You, you think about it. Who would ever thought that Kotsar Bushi, Zack Sabre Jr., Tetsuya Naito, Jay White, and Hiroshi Tanahashi would all start out with zero points in the G1 climax? Mm-hmm. This is why I love New Japan Pro Wrestle. They do give you stuff you don't expect. That is 100% true. They, they give you some stuff that you see coming, and then some stuff is like, oh, that's different. But we have the Cor- three Kirk and Hall shows. One of them main event by, by Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi. Ospreay think- and Ibushi get to run it back. That's going to be nuts. Um, Kota Ibushi is sort of like the dumbest man in pro wrestling, but, <laughs> but we love Kota here. We do love Kota. We do love Kota, and how stupid he is, but <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, but we have to get to this weekend in pro wrestling, even though we already sort of did get into this weekend in pro wrestling. But stateside, and a lot of it happening in my neck of the woods. Yes. So, we want to talk about Extreme Rules, or what do you want to talk about Evolve first? Let's talk about Evolve, then Fight for the Fall, and then Extreme Rules. So, Evolve and Fight for the Fallen happened as pretty much neck and neck with each other. And this was the 10th anniversary show. That, that, that it took place in the 2300 Arena, uh, aka ECW Arena. It was it, uh, well, honestly, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show, and D. Coots thought it was a good show as well. We, I think, we both would agree, it was the best show on the card. It was the it was the best show of the of the three big ones for the weekend that happened. Yes, yes I would agree with that as well. It was solid from start to finish. And it started with, I, I think we should, let's see, the order, I was trying to think of the order of it. That, that Fatal 4-Way, I think, was, no, the Fatal 4-Way was second. second. No, Briggs and, uh, Briggs and Anthony Green was first. That's right, yeah. He probably Briggs doesn't Anthony. like you. Josh Briggs, it was the first. <laughs> I thought it was good. Josh Briggs actually does look legit, look, look like he's going to go places in a ball. I do like Anthony Green. I, I, I like uh, Green's uh, collabo with, with Brandy Lauren. I think it's a solid uh, combo. Together and I also love me some Zubas. I'm all, I'm all for the Zubas. Uh, Josh Briggs looks looks good though. Josh Briggs actually legit looks really good, and that was that was a good match he had with Ant Green to start the show. Stephen Wolf beating Sean Maluda. You may remember Maluda from the Cruiserweight Classic and from uh, parts of NXT. Uh, Stephen Wolf defeated him, Kurt Stalin, and Harlem Bravado. Bravado's character also nice and a good fatal and a pretty good fatal four away. 
it ended very suddenly, which I, which I was uh, surprised, a little bit surprised by. But I thought it was a good, good fatal four way nonetheless. So I was all for it. Arturo uh, Ruiz beating Anthony Henry, and an outcome that came out of nowhere. And and Ruiz knocked out Henry. If ever there were a nightfall moment of the week for wrestling, that that's it. Ruiz caught it with, with a nice, I think it was a nice kick to, to finish the deal. And Henry was out cold once he hit him. I kind of didn't love this no DQ match, although the ending. Some of people were saying this was the like f- match of the weekend. I like the story. I don't know. I guess it's probably just too much happening, like too, like too much interference on on the behalf of Brandy Lauren. Um, yeah, but I, I did. But the uh, the ending was very different. I, I was not expecting that ending with, with, with the uh, with, with the dive into the chairs. I, I was not expecting that ending. But but yeah, so Brandy Lauren gets the dub there. Baba Tundi looks like a beast. If Vince McMahon watched this show, he's probably calling up Baba Tunde. <laughs> if, if ever there were more ways to get me some more Baba Tunde. I need those ways. That um, was that was. <laughs> he is signed, by the way, to WWE, which I'm all, which I'm, I'm very good with. Um, that chop, that first chop he gave him, and the commentary to that chop from Lenny Leonard, where he was like, "That wasn't sweat coming from Kobe Carino. That was Carino's soul." <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought was perfect. To which I'm very happy for Gabe and Lenny Leonard. Let's let's call it like it is. Gabe Sapolsky has been. A good wrestling hand for the past ten years, for for over two decades, and he finally gets his moment. And Lenny Leonard has been a great commentator. I'm happy for those two guys, and I'm happy for a lot of the guys on this card. So yeah, they actually get some shine on a big stage. So that's that's the the part about this. Yeah, Bobble today basically destroyed Kobe Carino. Think of it this way: if you remember Steve Carino, yes, that is his kid. And Kobe Carino's probably Steve Carino size, so naturally Bob Tunde should easily have defeated uh, Carino, and he did. So the unwanted, their crew, which looks like a pretty good crew actually, and Ar Fox and Leon Ruff uh, defeated them for the Skull. tag team championships, and that was dope. Uh, like I thought that was a good tag match. I like the story that built around it. So good look for Ar Fox and Leon Ruff to, to win the tag titles. I thought that was fun. Then the mat, and then my favorite match of the night, and probably and my favorite match of the weekend, of Riddle and Gulak. Excellent tech wrestling from both parties. I, I'll, this was highly entertaining from bell to bell. Uh, Riddle getting it done, but it was highly entertaining from bell to bell. I have no issues This was here. a sprint. It it was it really was. And it felt like, I, and like I don't look at the timing of it. It felt, I, I guess, it went on for fifteen minutes. It felt faster than that. And it, it, it was, but it was so good. It, the match itself was so good, and the crowd was hot. The crowd was hot pretty much all night. But it, it, was, it was so. The match was so good. Austin Theory, whom I really like now. The first, first the Heyman part, which I thought was dope. Heyman's promo, uh, the kind of talk about, kind of relive his history. Inside the 2300 AKA ECW arena, I thought it was awesome. And then yes. how he kind of put both guys on with the promo that he made, with, with, the, with the ring announcements that he made to introduce Austin Theory and JD Drake, 
for the, for the uh, unification. Yeah, for the unification of the W and WWN and the Evolve Championships. Where Theory came awesome. in with Theory came in with Evolved and Drake came in with WWN and Austin won them both. And the the way it happened, it looked like okay, Drake's gonna handle it, Drake's gonna finish him, but Theory just wouldn't stay down. And I think that's the impressive part to me about Theory, who absolutely has got an incredibly bright future in Evolve, NXT, WWE, wherever he goes. He's got a bright finisher. I like his finisher, too. Uh, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all for that. And then the main event was Cole versus Tozawa. Solid match. Yeah. Pretty, pretty solid. Not, not incredibly blow away, but it was a pretty solid match. And I like Gargano's uh, minor interference and to kind of keep that story going with Gargano and Cole. Ultimately, it was the, it was the uh, Panama Sunrise to last shot that finished off to Zahal, but I thought it was a solid match all in all. Evolve, well done. You pretty much kept well a done. solid pace. Well from done. Start to from start to finish, you kept a really solid pace. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Good job. Good job, Evolve. Now, basically down the street, Extreme Rules, which also happened in Philly uh, the yeah. following night. And you might as well start. Which is literally down the street. Yeah, yeah, we're not kidding about this. Literally down the street. You just have to take broad. You have to turn on Oregon and then turn on broad. Yes, basically the 2300 Arena is on Swatson and Rittner, which is, yeah, which is basically, it's a stone's throw away from Oregon. And you can basically turn, you can basically get from one arena to the other in about five, ten minutes, depending on traffic. And basically to start the... But a, go, a tad out of order because I, mean, I mentioned Gulak uh, before in, in this show. Gulak was the only one to be on both shows. He ended up defeating and retaining his uh, Cruiserweight Championship from Tony Nese, uh, which I, it was a pretty good match. Why, again, the Cruiserweights are on the pre-show, I don't know. You don't know. I, I, it's not a good look. Uh, we both like the Cruiserweights. Gulak did getting it in against Tony Nese. Good job. Another match I don't think should have been on the pre-show, and Paul Heyman agrees, Shinsuke versus Finn Balor was a pretty productive match. I'm happy that Shinsuke won. It seemed like Shinsuke was, was MIA. I, I don't know if Shinsuke had left or, or what since WrestleMania. It, like, ever since uh, before he beat Balor on SmackDown last week, we legit hadn't seen him since WrestleMania. And now Shinsuke gets it done. Shinsuke gets the win. And wins the Intercontinental Championship. I'm all for this. Somebody uh, yeah, say, yeah, I'm all for it too. Somebody tried to say that Shinsuke was the first to win the, the Intercontinental titles in both New Japan and WWE, which we're like, wait, you didn't know Chris Jericho exists, right? Chris Jericho exists. <laughs> you know Chris Jericho exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jer- and Jericho responded to that tweet too, like, like with, with, the, with the eyes. Like, you know, I exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only, only the the greatest IC champion in the history of, of WWE. I mean, like, dude has nine. And you can uh, you can actually make the argument that Shinsuke is the greatest IC champion in New Japan. Yeah. So because he put uh, that belt on. He, he sure did. Yeah, he definitely did make that the workhorse thing in New Japan, and I think Shinsuke could do just that in in, in WWE. And but just to advance this part, Mustafa Ali kind of congratulated Shinsuke. Which could lead to Mustafa versus Shin. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm all for this. Let's okay. see some new blood for the for the IC title. I didn't honestly. I didn't like Finn Balor's reign. Nah. The type of truth. I didn't like Finn Balor's reign. It, it just didn't do anything. He didn't do anything with the title. 
So, but, I think Sid's gonna get but it's not his fault. No, it's not. He, he just wasn't put on TV. It, it, it just, he just, I guess, wasn't able to have like enough competition for it. Other than Almas, he didn't really have any other competition for it. But I think Sid's gonna get, gonna draw some people for it. Uh, you, you can get Ali's gonna get can involved. I get, can I make a hot take? Finn Balor's overrated. A little bit. I mean, I mean yeah. the, the fan, fan girls. Are, he, he's probably the most adored by fan girls online. But yeah, he, he's a little bit. He's overrated. Like, like he has good matches. His high levels, like his peak, is like four stars, four and a quarter. And I'm so, sorry, I'm getting nerdy on this. He's never really had a match that's in this company that's blown me away. It's the same thing with at least Shinsuke had that match. The, the last man standing with Styles. And the Sami Zayn match. Yes, yes, the Sami Zayn I'm including NXT this. here, too. Okay. Oh, so, so you're not going to go Balor versus Joe that, uh, that same night? Yes, yeah, Shinsuke was the, was the best match of the, of the two. Balor uh, Joe was the four and, four and a quarter star match, which is, is Finn Balor's peak. Okay. Basically, what, I think what you're saying here is that Balor doesn't have a classic in WWE. Yes. Which I, which I will agree with. Uh, I will. I will definitely agree with that. He, he never really had a classic in New Japan either. Like, like, I, people can correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm willing to open it. Uh, watch rewatch Finn Balor stuff. Yeah, I enjoy Finn Balor. It's just I think he's a little overrated. Like he's got like he's got good matches. Like like his match with Brock, for example, this year. The match yeah, with the wrong. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, match. That was that was how, that was entertaining. It, it really suspended the thought of oh, Bal could actually beat him. Uh, we talked about suspending disbelief earlier. That was one you could suspend disbelief for. But but yeah, it, it, I hear you. I actually I actually understand your thinking. Uh, the Balor is a tad overrated. Yes, I, I can I can actually agree with that. Now we can move on to a match that had no right being as good as it was. <laughs> yeah, take her take her. No right, no right had Undertaker working his. Asshole. Taker looked really, really good. I, I don't know how. What happened here? Did, did, did we go? Did Taker go back in the time? Did, did we go here? back to 2005? Yeah, that's what I'm did saying. We, like, we go back to 2005. What happened here? Taker, <laughs> what did you do? Taker, what did you do? Like that, that was really, really good. That was that was awesome, Taker. Like, well, when's the last time we saw Taker look that good? Five years ago? I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, seriously. Like, Punk was, match taker? Yeah, the WrestleMania 29? Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably... That's probably right. Yeah, it's probably right. That was... He looked awesome. He and really this did. This wasn't a four-star match. This was a good three-and-a-half-star match. Three and, and that's three even three Shane McMahon's shitty-ass punches. <laughs> and Shane McMahon's shit, shit, shitty moving around the ring. This was still a three and a half star match. It, it was still it really productive. The Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre exchange, which included Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre almost putting me to sleep. I, and, I, and I love, and I love Drew. this match. I applaud you. This was good. You, you, you really were prepared to dump off this match. The one problem I had, though, and I have the same problem with the, the mixed tag later. You have two matches where there are no rules involved, pretty much. Why are there tags? Yeah. Why? Why are you doing tags? And, and I'm glad the the extreme rules match kind of cut it out like two minutes in. 
half this match was constructed like it was a normal tag match. Why? You build this as no holds barred. Let them turn them loose. Turn speaking them loose. of speaking of tag matches that that weren't good. Um this, revival. This, been this wasn't this good. Been this should have been pre-showed. This should have been pre-showed. That's what I'm saying. Like, this should have been pre-showed instead of uh since game thin. It was and passable. It's not it's a passable match because the quality and because there was some quality here. I think my, my thing about this is that I think Usos and Revival have a, they, they, yeah, and Revival have another gear that I think they can get to together. I, I expected them to do that for this match. They just didn't get. They just didn't do it. I do think they have another gear. I think there's more coming from those two teams, which is fine. I just think they, there's another gear that they're going to get to. So yeah, it's a it's a three star match, probably three and a quarter, maybe. No, I gave it to an half. That's fair. That's, that's fair. If you want to go on the low end of the totem pole, average. If you want to go, yeah, it, it actually is pretty. It actually is right in the middle. But if, if you want to go to the line of total pole, under, uh, acceptable. But it's like, I think there's more that those two can get to. I think there's a higher level that these two can actually do. Uh, to these two teams can do together. So I expect more from those. Is what I'm saying. Alistair Black defeats Cesaro. Solid. I thought it was a solid match. Cesaro's strength is incredible. As he that, that counter the meteora, the pop up uppercut was dope. It was as hard hitting as you would expect from Cesaro and Alistair. And with Alistair caught him with that black mask was, was, was dope. Good good match for, for Cesaro and Alistair. So I, I was happy with this. Bailey Alexa Bliss, yeah. Glad this rivalry's over. This dragged on a bit too long for me too. Uh, I got the same issue with the with the Fatal Four Way with Alexa was involved in on Raw. It dragged on too long. Uh, if, if you cut it the time by a third on both matches, you'd have done so much better on both on both parties. Bailey was the right. They were chanting, "This is awful," it and Alexa Bliss was actually uh, acting like 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 they were doing a competent job. They weren't doing a competent job. It they were blocking everything. It dragged on too long. It, it was, it, the, the Fatal 4-Way on Raw just dragged on way too long. And this match of Stream Rules was better than that because not much wasn't. But it was a... It, it was the, the right ending happened. Bailey was, Bailey was the rightful winner. Bailey the, the, to end this thing with Alexa. Uh, Alexa really doesn't need to be champion right now, honestly, unless they're going after the tag titles with, with Nikki. But it's a, I think it's, I think it's fine that Bailey remains champion. And just to advance that whole thing, uh, Bailey was Ember Moon's choice of a partner to deal with Sonya and Mandy, and Bailey and Ember ended up winning, which led to Bailey ended up challenging Ember for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam, and that's a match I, Thank I, I, God. I love Thank to see. Fucking God! Yes, I, I want that. I'm all for Ember facing Bailey, and hopefully, I kind of Ember wins. I, I like I like watching Ember Moon wrestle, and I think that's going to be a really good challenge for for both parties. I think it'll be, think it'll be a really good challenge together. <laughs> to, to kind of advance this on Raw, Natalia wanted the Fatal Four Way to get to the number one contendership for the Raw Women's Championship, and I'll explain later who Natalia will face. Next up, we have the Last Man Standing match. Last Man Standing with Braun with Braun and, and Bobby Lashley. They were just big and dumb. Mm, I liked it more than you did. No, uh, no, I mean it in the most complimentary way. Okay, okay, that's what you're saying. It's just too big. You know what I mean? This was just two big idiots just <laughs> crashing into each other. 
Good so three and a half star match. It, it was. I, I, I just really don't like last man standing matches. I don't I, like. I, I, I. It. It reminds me of Sesame Street. Mm. One. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Two. <laughs> ha ha ha. Three. That's how they count. <laughs> That's true. That's pretty elementary. The match itself, referee aside, I enjoyed it. And don't don't mind the the uh, the renovations. They've been talking about the renovations of the Wells Fargo Center for a couple of years now. They should be finished. Those renovations, I think, this year uh, on the building, which is why you saw like the 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 parts of the building were kind of closed off. Good match from start to finish. Good way to end this this feud. Uh, with Lashley and Strowman. And Brian looking like the Kool Aid Man. Effectively, yes. I thought that was funny. <laughs> the Kool Aid. What, he, what he's referring to, if you don't know, is the Kool Aid Man from Family Guy. Whenever everyone says, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no!" <laughs> no, that's what the Kool Aid Man does normally. It is. But, oh, but, it's, but, it's, yeah. but it's always funny. It, it, it's always funny. Uh, Strowman finishing with that power slam off the off the stanchion, off the sand. On through that area there, I thought was dope. So good way to end it. Strowman was last man standing. Believe the tag I, match was next. This was fucking awesome. The tag match was awesome. The tag match was dope. Daniel Bryan and Big E. I need to see this match. Yeah, more of Daniel Bryan and Big E. Yeah, I, I, when we've seen them wrestle before against each other, but it, it just worked. They just they just worked together. It's just really good chemistry between the two. And then he acting like doing his best Tomo Yurishi impression. He's like, "Yeah, is that all you got, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, I want to see Biggie versus Tomo Yurishi. That would actually be awesome. That, that would that, actually that, be fucking awesome. That would actually be really good. Just to see, see two big dudes with with their bona fide strength, who are all power and all strength with underrated speed on both parties. Uh, I think that it would be that would actually work out really well. New Day gets it done uh, to win the tag titles again. I really I enjoyed all that. I, I enjoyed the, the 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 silliness of heavy machinery. I love me some heavy machinery. They'll be tag team champions soon. I have to think they'll be tag team champions one day and one day soon. But I I, I did enjoy this match from bell to bell, start to finish. Definitely the best match. Like, I thought uh, after this match, this favorite fell off. Owens' promo was great. The squash match with Ziggler, I kind of wish it wasn't a squash. I, I, no, it was perfect. Because Dolph okay. Ziggler doesn't. Because I don't ever want to see Dolph Ziggler again. And Ziggler doing the whole thing with Miz, uh, I guess. I mean, yeah. we, we loved his circle I, 2016, but I, 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 I guess. I don't want to see that again. I don't think we need to see it again. I'd rather see Miz do other stuff. I don't want to, and I don't need to. How about that? That's fair. That's fine. Uh, I, I think it's a... I, 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 I just want to see Miz do other things. You don't have to do that with Dolph anymore. Like, it, like Miz has advanced his career much higher than Dolph did. Like, it, it's... it's Ziggler should do other stuff. Or and Miz should do other things in, in WWE. Just not, it's just not necessary. And then AJ Styles Ricochet had a dull match. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm it, shocked it was, too. It was dull. Yeah, I, I thought. Let's move on. Good. Let's move I on. I, I don't have any us. more thoughts than that. We talked yeah. about Owen Ziggler. Well, Kofi Kingston Samoa Joe sucked. 
Uh, it was stale. Uh, I, I thought it, I thought that match would be better too, and it just wasn't. Think, a hot take: Kobe Kingston's entire ring sucks. Sucks. It's been underwhelming. Like the, the the best match Kobe's had since he's been champion was with Owens, but uh, the best one on one because the triple their match with Zayn and AJ was pretty good. But uh, the best since he's been champion has been with Owens, and he, he just he hasn't had that blow away classic championship defense. He's faced good competition, yes. But he hasn't had the blow-away title defenses. Like, that's the one you look back to when it comes to Kofi WWE Championship reign when he eventually loses it. He hasn't had that yet. He needs and to that, lose that's the, the title. And that's the, Come on Kofi, now. I think Kofi will lose it. Uh, I, I would have given it SummerSlam that he, that he and, and you they probably all lose their titles all at once. But we'll see. And then the main event, which was the Extreme Rules match, where... Okay, you expect to see weapons, fine. The end of days was shocking. I did not see that coming. I think that, and that's, which is sad, that that's more the takeaway from this match than the actual match was. With the fact that Corbin hit the EOD on Becky. No, the best and, part of the segment was the cash-in. And then Heyman, who teased it for several weeks, the cash-in finally goes down. Lesnar cashes in on Seth. Two Germans in that five later. Lesnar's the Universal Champion. And though normally I do not like Lesnar as, as Universal or WWE Champion because he holds those titles hostage. But I think in this case, I don't think this is going to be a long title reign. I honestly think they did this to, to put more people in the seats inside SummerSlam, to put SummerSlam on, to give SummerSlam more of that name and that prestige. And then Lesnar loses the title to Seth and then we just, everyone moves on. I honestly think that's what's going to happen here. If it doesn't, then we got a problem. But I think that's what the that's going to be the end game is that Lesnar loses it to Seth, and then we, we all just move on from there. And honestly, the first guy I want to see Seth fight is Bobby Lashley. After this, if, if it's not Bobby Lashley, McIntyre, it, it's got to be one of those two. After um after Seth gets it back, the extreme and why I say Seth getting it back is that Seth um won a battle royal with a lot of the people that I just mentioned, also adding Sami Zayn involved here to become number one contender for his championship, for the for Lesnar's Universal Championship. Meanwhile, I mentioned that Natalia before, and obviously this kind of carries on the Becky Lynch part. Natalia won the Fatal 4-Way with Naomi, Carmella, and Alexa, beating Alexa last, to have her one-on-one -on -one match with Becky uh, as she returns to her home country of Canada. Of, of Canada for uh, I don't care. I, I don't care. I think Natty sucks. Natty's overrated, too. Let, let, let me throw on all the overrated people on this roster. Natty. Wait, well, all right. You want to go like, all overrated team? All right. Let's, let's see it. Like, who's on your all overrated all team? All overrated team. Baron Corbin. You, 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 you know that it, it's a definite. Let me, let me look at the roster right now. Okay. WWE roster. <laughs> So let me now, look at. Are we talking? Okay, now we're we gonna go like over overrated in Man. terms of like, their style, or overrated in terms of you're in the wrong Both. division. Like 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 Corbin should be in the in the U.S. title picture, not the, not the Universal Both. Championship. We're doing both here because okay. because let me let me get connected back onto the internet with my because computer the, because I, I because I totally agree with Finn being uh, being on the all overrated team because. I like Balor. I don't love Balor. The overrated. That's what we're gonna call this. The overrated. Right, so, so let's 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 do it like this. So, 
two men that we that we that should be in the U.S. picture but aren't two the, or the like secondary picture two men that are in the heavyweight oh, picture. Let's just let's just call it let's just or, call it what it is. The well, how, well, how many people are we put? How many people are we putting on this? We team? can put as many as we want. It's not an overrated. Okay, fine. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, so raw. So the whole McMahon family's overrated except for Triple H. Yes. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. I wish we haven't seen Stephanie. And we haven't and seen Vince. We haven't seen this. So, Shane McMahon, you're on the overrated team. AJ Styles. Yes, you are on the overrated team because, because you have sucked the last year. He but you're not all great, so I can make you an excuse. But right now, where you're positioned and whatnot, you're overrated. Other than, other than the match with Seth and Money in the Bank, he really has not had that like the, the blow-away match this year. I, I, will, I will buy that. His match with Orton at WrestleMania and was most good. underrated team. We, we can go most underrated. Let's put Acom and Razor on most underrated team. You know, I, I'm I'm nice, I'm happy to see that you've turned around on offensive pain because I I always love that that duo. You, Baron you Corbin, be, Bobby. Hello. Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt. You're all on the overrated team. I like Lashley more than you do. But who would you say were the other ones? Baron Corbin. Agreed. For obvious reasons. We don't need to get into it this week. Yeah, um, no, we, we, we talk, you talked about it uh, for a, a while now. Braun Strowman's overrated. Um, just he, in my opinion. He's misused to me. He's the, misused, the, the fact that Strowman hasn't overrated. won a championship yet is a crime. And, he, he absolutely should have won one in 2017, and he never did, which I, I thought... That was criminal what WWE did to him on, on that regard. And I'm like, Bray Wyatt, what the fuck? I love the... You're, the, the, you're basically doing Bray. the same thing. I, I, I love the whole the mask thing of Bray. Fuck That's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> fuck Bray Wyatt. We, we've always disagreed on Bray. He's on, we, he's on the fucking overrated team. He's on my overrated team. Cedric Alexander, you're on the underrated team. Brock Lesnar's in the category of his own on the overrated team. Lesnar, um, yes. Cedric Alexander, I love this win over Drew McIntyre, but I think they can do more with Cedric. I wish they were on SmackDown. Cesaro. Underrated team. Cesaro's absolutely underrated. And he's another one that's misused. But Cesaro's- I don't think he's a little overrated because he's, 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 he, he doesn't need to be in the world title picture, but he needs to be an upper mid Carter. That's As in, always, at least, if he's not world champion, at the very least, he's U.S. or Intercontinental. Yeah. He doesn't need Which to be in the world title picture. No. He does, yeah. I, I, I would, wouldn't mind he, him going after Kofi, personally. No, he does not. Oh, yeah, he's saying he doesn't need to be. Okay. I can, I can throw all the can, ball and get my You're just bottom of the game. barrel. Zack Ryder, you're at the bottom of the barrel. ET3, yep. you're at the bottom of the barrel. Yep. Revival... You're almost on the overrated team because you haven't had a good match since NXT. Um, Drew McIntyre, you're definitely on the overrated team. I like I like McIntyre a whole lot more than you do. Uh, <clears throat> Eric Young, you're at the bottom of the barrel. True. Eric and Ivar, you you can be on the underrated team because you're just not being used properly. They're misused Fan- too. Fandango, fuck Fandango. <laughs> I never really like Fandango, honestly. Grand Metal League, you're on the underrated team because you're one of the best luchadors in the world and you never wrestle. Um, he, he's, re- he's really improved. 
All other like uh, Metal Eagle. Yeah, he's always been this good. That's the thing. But, but he no, was everybody. He's always been this good. He's been mentioned in every company he's been in. He was sloppy. There, there were points for him and Dorado were, were sloppy on, on 205, but they really improved their skill. So uh, I'm that 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 I'm happy with. Jimmy and Jay Uso, you're okay where you are. Jimmy and Jay Uso are fine. Yeah, so they're they're top tier tag team and they should be. Overrated. As well? Not bad. Koito's overrated. <laughs> he gets put on more than he probably should. He's had a pretty good career for himself, but I would it would be nice to see Meta League get some more shine as a part of that group. Carl Anderson, you're fine. Connor and Victor, you're fine because you guys suck. Yeah, um, the Ascensions. Who do you think was the most disappointing NXT call-up? Because I, I think the, the, the Ascension has to be on the top of that list uh, for me. Ben Bauer? Because you, we expected he's going to be world champion many times over, but he only had one night with it because of the injury. Hmm, understandable. Ram Serio, you stay where you are. I'm not even going to mention Mojo Raleigh and uh, No Way Jose, even though I just did. The Maze, you're fine. You're actually one of the better people in this roster. Yep. Um, if I had my choice of guys I would just push at the top, I think Seth Rollins is overrated, honestly. Mm, okay. Because you, you're getting into fights that you... I, I would just put Ricochet to the moon, honestly. He's a fucking star, and no one else shows star qualities. And then I would have Sami Zayn as the foil. Ricochet, Ricochet is absolutely box office. He is incredibly box office. My and world title scene on Raw would be Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Seth. Okay. Because I, I, I think Seth Rollins is overrated, but I don't think he's overpushed. Because he, he actually shows quality. I think AJ Styles is washed up. I think. Oh, wow. You think AJ, AJ, AJ should be more of a gatekeeper? Yeah, he's washed up. He hasn't had a good match in a year. Except for Rollins and MITB. Yeah. The Miz, I'm not saying he's totally washed up, but... He can still have a good match, but he's not going to have the uh, phenomenal performances that we are accustomed to seeing at match. And then, 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 then I would I would turn Miss Hill, and those are my four. So, so okay, your core four in the, in the world title picture, would it be Rollins, Ricochet? You Sammy. say Rollins, Ricochet, Sammy, and Miz okay. would be your fourth? And Miz is your fourth. Miz, okay. Miz would be my fourth because no one else exudes star power. Unless if you call up Adam Cole. Which they're probably going to do. Which, to me, I think if you call Cole, I think you might have to call up all the other ones of Undisputed Era. Which I'm fine with. Okay. Which, which, is, which is perfectly cool. Which is perfectly cool. Okay. I, I'm fine with them calling up Undisputed Era because that's how you need. You, you uh, know, uh, the ro- I think NXT's tag division is pretty set. Main roster's just overrated overall. Yeah, there's a lot of parts like, eh, you shouldn't, you're overhyped. Like, you're, you're, you're and then being on, pushed too on, strong in some cases. Like, Kobe Kingston needs, needs to get lost. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. You're a good mid-card hand, but you're not in the main eventer. If I had my choice 
of guys I would push to the moon. I would still have Daniel Bryan in the fucking world title picture. The fact that he's in the fucking tag team division is fucking a crime. I get why it puts Rowan on. I, I get why they, they did that, for at least for Rowan's sake. But I agree with you. I think Brian should be, should be there back. Are more stars on Smack, there are more guys with star quality on SmackDown there than there are. Agreed. No, yeah, SmackDown's got a whole lot more depth. Alistair, Andrade, Ali. Those are three Brian, guys to push. Buddy Murphy, I push. Buddy Murphy, I definitely push. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Buddy Murphy, I push. I'm underrated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, it's it's a crime that Buddy Murphy hasn't been used the way he really at all since since, since he got since he got called up. Like, I, uh, well, my world title scene would be totally different. On Owens would definitely be like my yes. piece. O- Owens, Owens, Owens looks like he's going to be nuclear hot for the next year and a half. This screen Randy Orton. I, I'm tired of seeing Randy Orton in the fucking title picture. Fuck Orton. Randy Orton. Orton would be my gatekeeper on SmackDown. Orton's my gatekeeper. Yeah. Orton's, Orton's a gatekeeper. Because, like, he, he's the kind of guy where, like, he could put on a whole lot of people, but Orton doesn't really need to win anybody. Like, he's a, probably a first battle Hall of Famer in WWE circles if he did nothing else. It's, it's not necessary for Randy to do anything else. Right. So, so I, I, I just don't care about Randy Orton. Like, I get it. You put him on, you, you put him on, like, big matches and big shows. Like I like, uh, and I would Samoa fucking Joe. push Big E to the fucking moon. Big E would be awesome. Big E would, would be an awesome world champion. E, e, I think Big E would be a tremendous world champion. I really do. Like I'm booking WWE better than Big E would be an awesome world champion. Yeah, I, I think Big E has. And there's no stuff. And I, I, I'm sorry to say it. I, I feel bad saying it. Charlotte Flair is the biggest star of all the women. And it's not even close. No, Becky, it's not. Becky's, Becky is okay. Becky's had a good run. She's on the overrated team, honestly. Becky's had a good run with the championship. Like She's had a good run over the last year. But Charlotte, of, uh, Charlotte is your... Becky, Becky Lynch is not as good as people think she is. That's, that's just my opinion. She puts herself on, just puts herself over well. I like Becky. I, I like me some Becky Lynch. I'm all for Becky. But yeah, Charlotte definitely is her centerpiece. And I think uh, I think Charlotte just needs different rivalries. I, I think Charlotte just needs just needs different blood, you know? I, I've been I've been saying Charlotte versus Ember needs and to if, happen yesterday. And and, and, and uh, need, we haven't seen that yet. And then NXT future stars, because we'll we'll just do it. Damian Priest is too old, I'm sorry to say, for my boy punishment. Um, okay. Um, he he he's like in, in his late thirties, dude. Mm. Cole, I, I'm putting on the main roster right away, and I'm putting Huey. Huey I, I call Buey as a whole. They've they've done. Yeah, I'm 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 going to Buey as a whole. Yes. And yeah, I put them in their proper divisions right away. I call all four up. To I, I I I don't call up Gargano because I'm scared of what what Vince McMahon would think of them. So I'm That's just taking Gargano until Vince dies, <laughs> or or completely hands off all the reins to to him and Bischoff, Triple H, and, and everyone, whoever else. Right, because I'm not, I'm not. I don't trust. I don't trust. 
somebody I do trust Vince with is Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Absolutely. Dream and Matt Riddle. Um, I would call them up right away, too. I think, Vel- I think Velveteen, though I would like to have seen him be NXT champion, I think Velveteen's been a very good North American champion. I think, and I think the sky's the limit for Velveteen. It absolutely is. And if Ciampa is good after the next surgery, I call up Ciampa. Yeah, I think Ciampa, I think Ciampa did all that he could do. Ciampa beat all the other best guys as, as NXT champion. Just not much more Ciampa could do here. And then the UK roster, I'm fucking calling up Walter because and Dunn. Walter, to me, Walter, Dunn, Walter, and all of the BSBs, all four guys I call up now. I'm not, I'm not calling up Tyler Bate because I'm scared of what Vince McMahon will do to Tyler Bate. Oh, okay, it's Gargano syndrome for you. Okay, understandable. It's Gargano. It's the same thing with Gargano. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a more skilled Gargano, but yeah, I, I understand what you're thinking. I, I fucking call him Walter because Walter's just He oozes charisma and basically has to say three sentences. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing with Walter. It's, 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 and I fucking call up Grizzle Young Veterans. GYVs are awesome. GYVs are a great team. Specifically Zach Gibson because he can yes. cut a fucking promo. Zach Gibson is such a great heel. He's he's such an excellent heel. He really is. I fucking call up Tony Storm because Tony Storm has more star quality than any of the women in. Not named not named Charlotte. Not named Charlotte. No, he has more star quality than Charlotte in my opinion. Really, I I I don't. I I like Tony Storm a lot. I'm a big Tony Storm fan. I I get you. I I like I like Tony too. I'm I'm with it. I'm with this whole Tony Storm business. I don't know if she's a bigger star than Charlotte. But I, I'm with you. I think if you put her right, yeah, she could be. The other, the, the other woman I would call the other two women I would call up right right now, and these people are on NXT, not Candice. The other people I would I would call up right now on NXT are Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, Bianca. No, no, no. Forget my Tony Storm take for a second. Bianca Belair is the fucking superstar, and you need I to love. I around. love Bianca Belair. I love everything. Yeah, about she has more charisma than Charlotte. Yes. Bianca you Belair, need to fucking push Bianca Belair to, to stratosphere. Starting this guy into a deeper WWE discussion, but... but no, Bianca Belair is the one. To me, she's the, the woman on NXT or NXT UK that can carry it on a star level that... And I can cut the WWE level. roster in, like, half. The, the, between main roster and NXT... Like, there are so many guys I don't need on my WWE TV. Mm. So. But yeah, I think Bianca, to me, I think Bianca Belair is what I think Sasha Banks absolutely should be. Well, the, they, they got, to me, and that's the first rivalry I push if Sasha comes back. That's the, the first rivalry I push is her and Sasha. The charisma is there. The swagger is there. The hunger is there. That, that fire and that passion to succeed and, and prove everyone wrong is there with both parties. To me, either they're a part, either they're a tag team together, or that's the first rivalry for Bianca when she gets called to the main roster. I, I love it. I, I think Bianca Belair has got star and champion written all over her many times over. And it needs to be called. It's just, unless she wins the NXT Women's Championship, there's nothing more that she, she really needs to do in NXT. Mia Yim, I like, but I think Mia Yim is fine in NXT right now. Until Mia wins the title and, and basically beat Shayna so Shayna get called up can get called up. 
But yeah, but yeah, but those are the, well, those are the, that's honestly, those are the two are Shayna and Bianca that I would call up from the women's division right now. I think the, the two other four horse women, I think, are, I think they should stay put and get a little bit more time, but eventually they get called up. And then if I was AEW, I'd say fucking LAX. LAX is a free, mm. LAX are a free agent, so I fucking sign LAX. Like, I would offer them an insane amount of money because they're, they're honestly yeah. one of the best tag teams. I'll, I'll put the tag division on real nice. And that tag division is already very good, mm-hmm. but then you put LAX in it, yeah. That'd be really nice. I think that'd be a really good way to, to, to go. And then, there's no. This is the thing. New Japan has about the same size main roster as the WWE main roster. I wouldn't get rid of any of them because they're all pushed properly. Yep. But they are they are pushed they are pushed better than them. They're at least they're utilized better. They're utilized to their best. So, that's just my thing. So, AEW played for the following. A show I thought was solid. Nothing super blow away, but I thought it was a very solid show from belt from start to finish. Yeah. Did you watch the pre-show? I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't either. I was just obviously doing the uh, production for the Spikes uh, games. So I didn't. I, I tuned in. I think with the first match, and pretty much stayed with it for the most part. Otherwise, MJF, Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara defeat Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janelle. And I love the layers of character here. Yes. Speaking of future stars, MJF is certainly one of them. I oh, MJF! Oh, MJF! You're getting pushed to the fucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some MJF. As we mentioned this before, I think after Double or Nothing. MJF's the type of dude where you want to get you if you're facing him, you want to punch him in the face. But if you're watching from afar, you don't want him to get punched in the face. You still want him to get punched in the face, but you acknowledge he's pretty good. Yes, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I, I think it was just given the sailing. You want you kind of want him to get punched in the face either way, but you kind of you kind of secretly cheer for MJF, and then he, Spears. Man, what a least on life this guy has. What a difference a change makes. What a difference a company change makes. He looks so much more comfortable and much more relaxed as part of MJF. As part not MJF, as part of AEW. He's just and then so you much... had the inner tension between Spears and MJF because yes. MJF... Is... This tag match is awesome. I, I went four stars on it because... Uh, uh, because he's one, Cody, he's one of Cody's boys, that's right. And MJF is loyal to Cody. Oh, that's going to be such a turn. Oh, I'm looking forward to the day where MJF turns on Cody. That's going to be such, start something with there. That's going to be so good. Oh, it, all, all be act, good. This is all action and strong character work. Four, four stars. This was it great. Was. It was. Oh, oh, this was not great. <laughs> Brandy Rhodes stinks. She needs to get out of the ring. Somebody on the social uh, suplex chat was like, "Is basically Brandy Rhodes is the 
is the Lacey Evans of of AEW. I think uh, was that. I kind of look at it. It's like that's not a yep. terrible comparison. That's a really good comparison. On the outside, she she looks she looks. They both look gorgeous. And oh, by the way, supreme troll move by Lacey Evans riding Seth on, on the back of her pants. The, the uh, supreme troll move by Lacey Evans. But yeah, the, but they both look gorgeous. But at the same time, neither really ready for that life. Neither really ready to be anywhere close to be a champion right now. And, and both need a whole lot more work in the in the in the wrestling department. But they absolutely both look the part. Yeah, so that's all I need to say about that. The Dark Order defeats and how we're going, Jack Evans and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is a fucking star. Love Luchasaurus. I do like Jungle Boy and his crew, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And I love, and from, and I love the, the fatality finisher from Dark Order. <laughs> That's such a good finisher. I, I love that finish. They're going to be a but, team. But the breakout star of this match wasn't the Dark Order, and it needed to be the Dark Order. Yes. Because it bombed. The Dark Order had a good showing, but not a great showing. Not the showing they should have. Yeah, uh, that's that's very fair. No four star match. And I'm like, but but still, it's like Hangman it, Page defeats Kip Sabian. This match was way too long. Agreed. Yeah, it, it, it dragged. I just like the power of like. It well, should have been a 12-minute compact match. It felt like a half hour or so. It was 19 minutes. It felt like it was longer than that. It was... Yeah. I like the first match angle. I would belt up Jericho and make Paige my pet project. Mm. That's fair. I think that's understandable. I'm, I'm trying to think like who's like who your top face... Not named Omega and Moxley would be. Page. It you is. Put, you, you put page third. Okay. I put page third. But I think you that's, know, I think Omega. That's also fair. You, you build it to a Moxley Jericho. Yes. Like whatever your biggest show of the year is going to be in AEW, that's probably that's your main. Yeah. Completely understand. You like SoCal and Sanchez versus Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. <laughs> team, look, they, they just pop off the screen for me. I don't, I don't mind SoCal. SoCal's a good tag team. Lucha Bros. just jumps off the page for me. And I, I just find them to be a, all in all, very productive team. That's a really good team. They, 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 and I think Lucha Bros. If ever that, I think there should be, a, like, whoever the first tag team champions are for, um, for AEW, I probably have them as as such, and probably them fight the um, Dark Order. I think would be the first thing I would do with them. Uh, and eventually, obviously, you build up the, the the SoCal and other squads. But I think Lucha Bros would be the first team I would, I would say in the Tag Champions. Honestly, and I, I love what Lucha Bros can do in the ring. Plus, um, the, the, the ladder match challenge with, with the Bucks, I think, is going to be awesome. Yeah, the ladder match is going to be fun. Um, Kenny Omega defeats Shima. This was very good. Highly entertaining from start to finish. We kind of expected it to be because of the level of work that both parties can put in. But yeah, highly, I was really, really into this match. Very good from start from bell to bell. 
Didn't feel like it took too long, so I'm, I'm all for it. A little repetitive at times, but I think it was a good match. Yeah, a little repetitive, but but you know, Kenny is going to do the V trigger like ten thousand times. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yes, pretty much. But but Kenny's really good at doing the V trigger. But but then the Bucks and Cody to be Cody and Dawson. It was disappointing. It was a three star match. Considering the build up that led up to this, yeah. Considering, I think the I think the expectations that we had for it, considering how well Dustin looked and how well obviously Cody looked in his suit. I don't think it was Dustin's fault. I just think the structure of the match. They put it put in a good fifteen minute match and stretched it to thirty. Because this was a half hour. It, it should have been. Uh, I think I think yeah. Even if it were twenty, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So I think I think it would have been fine there, but I think yeah, I think it was at least ten minutes too long. But so, another enjoyable show from AEW, and the show looked different because it was in an amphitheater too. So I like that. I like the stage. I like I like the stage that the staging they put on for it, and also the other thing that we didn't cover with it, with this show, the Kongs I think would be a, a, a pretty good match. Awesome in, in Asia in Asia Kong. Both would be very entertaining. So I, I think that would be... Um, I, I'll be all for looking at that match. So, let's do the same roster going through the roster for AEW. Because we don't really need to do it with New Japan because New Japan has a structure. I would fucking get rid of Alex Marvez. Uh, okay. Alex Moore, Alex Marvez needs to go because his commentary sucked. Just do JR and Excalibur. Because Jim Ross is not that bad with Excalibur. No, they seem they seem pretty much they seem pretty productive together. But you have your your main event scene. It's gonna be Jericho and MJF and Whenever Pac gets his fucking visa. Yeah. Jericho Those Pac. are your three main heels. Your three main bases are Mega yeah. Moxley and Cody. Yes. I can I can agree with all I can agree with all that, yeah. Schema uh, is your number four baby face with who is the gatekeeper of the uh mm-hmm. Shima is in a similar role to Randy Orton. That's fine. And then, number four on the heel side, I would put, or like a Janela or something like that. There's so much death in AEW. Janela would be a solid heel. Janela would be a solid heel. Janela's a better heel than he is a baby face. I, I can agree with that. I can live with that. I, I can see him as like the cocky, not, not MJF cocky, but that kind, of, kind of cocky type of heel. Like a pretty boy. Yeah. You know? And you have your tag division, which is which is the best part of this. Change, you change nothing about the tag division. All parties. Oh, you change nothing. Be. You add LAX, and then it's like yes, you're off and running. Yeah, yeah. You you change other than LA, other than adding LAX, you change nothing about this tag division. It is perfect as it is. You you, you do nothing with that. If the if, if the private party too. 
and, and Private Party's not a bad team as well. But I think when it comes to um, your like, if they, if they ever build like an Intercontinental Championship, I like Who'd... that. Darby Allen is a guy I like. Darby Allen, yeah, I like Darby Allen too. He's a guy. He's a guy I, I like. Singles wrestlers, honestly. Probably, <laughs> because you know, I think he may have too much in the in the world championship picture. The first guy I probably put on as IC champion is is uh, MJF. Yeah. I, I think I put him in the Intercontinental just to have him as like the, the first, he's the first champion. And eventually Darby Allen will be the guy who beats him. I, I think, okay. And, and then, um, and after that, probably Sean Spears. I'm, I'm kind of torn on, on Spears. Like, to, to put him in the heavyweight division or put him in the IC? Put him in the IC because he's a I, gay kid. I can put him, yeah, I can put him, I can see him also. Let me see how old he is. Too, which is a factor. He's been wrestling for like I had to think 38. Oh, he's 38. 38. Okay. He could be a gatekeeper, but he's got a couple championship runs in him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it's like... I, I, I'm I just more... Com- My confidence is gaining with AEW. Jaden, the pre-show... The librarians weren't as bad as the first two appearances of the librarians, and they actually got beat. Which is fine. So, I I think that's good. And then you have your women's division, which you have... Who would lead the women's yeah, division? Yeah, the Japanese girls. Both of, the, both of them, I think, are absolutely... It's probably at the top. Both of them are there. The Kongs are going to be around as they should be. And who's the other woman that the, that the that both Asians that the Japanese girls fought in, in the last show? Because she's she's the other one that she's got a, she's got some promise. Not title promise yet, but she's got some promise. It was the other woman that that that, that both uh, Japanese girls fought in, in that triple. Oh, triangle. Rio and um, yeah, what's her, what was her name? Because she's got some promise as well, but it's it Karu Shida. Yep, Karu Shida. Um, no, it's on double or nothing. Oh, I forget. Honestly, you put the Japanese girls and Britt Baker. And Baker, here. yeah, and Baker should be there too. Right, Baker definitely should be there. And those, those and probably Baker is the first champion. Probably Allie too. Because I don't blame Allie on that match. I blame more Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, Allie's fine. Yeah, Allie would be fine. Yuka Takazaki. Yuka Takazaki. That was her name. Yes. Nyla, yeah, Nyla Rose is, is a... I think Nyla Rose has got a future. It, it's a good pet project. Yeah. She's got, she's got a future. I think a year, give her a year and a half. She, I think she can be champion in the year and a half. Cause I think there there's there are some serious problems with Nyla Rose. But yeah, definitely Britt Baker and Kylie and, and it's I think she should be the spearhead, the the, lead, the leader of that division. And like, or at least at least the first champion of that division. But I think yeah, the women's division has some promise. Of the three divisions, probably the weakest of the three. But it's not to say that they're bad. It's just, it's just that the, the tag team division is is, is incredibly stacked. And both male single divisions are, are look like they're going to be very productive too. Yes. 
So we are midway through the year. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to end the show on this. Match of the year. Ooh, let's see. We've had we've had some classics in here. I mean, your your list is probably like that. That list you made, uh, that spreadsheet I think you did was overloaded Mom. with classics. And that was months ago. My God. Yeah. <laughs> my God. Think about that. Uh, Ooh. I haven't updated that thing in months. Good question. Dude, so. matches, matches of the year. Matches I look at from, I guess, from each company, I guess, is one way to, to, to kind of explore this. I did enjoy, matches I've enjoyed, like, would include, like, Osprey and Shingo, the final best of Super Junior. I definitely enjoyed him, Osprey and Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom. It was really, was really dope. I thought Tanahashi. Um, right now, Osprey Shingo is my number one. Yeah, that that match was really, that match was was really. It probably my, it's probably so far the best in New Japan this year. Obviously, is Osprey Shingo. Uh, let's see. Gargano Cole to Gargano, Gargano Cole in Brooklyn was definitely the I think was was the best. It, it's it's a shame because Walter and Dunn were were excellent in Brooklyn, but they were top by Gargano Cole. And I think everything about that match. That Will Osprey Bandito match too. Okay. I don't even need to have this discussion about wrestler of the year because it's so universal right now. Will Osprey's your wrestler of the year? Uh, Osprey's <laughs> won that award. The only thing that needs that to be, and he's having a crazy one too. So it's like, who's who's second? Is is the better question of Hawk. wrestler of the year? Okay, I I would put Pac there. Um, he had this match in Riptide Pro Wrestling with Karen Noir. Um. Care Noir, um, that was really good. It's up for free on their YouTube page. I just think Pog has worked to his characters very well. Mm. And I watched Dragon Gate too, so it's like easier for me to say Pog, but there, I don't know who would be number two in the major companies. Because AEW hasn't done enough. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're more so looking for like a tw- like whoever like twenty twenty who would be their best their best people. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I think yeah, it, it's a it's a new Japan race. It, it's yeah, and it, it, the field value of twenty. Osprey's put out some classics, and it's, it's no, it's every match Will Osprey puts on, it's a classic <laughs> this year. <laughs> this is an all time great what year for Will Osprey. Oh, what are they going to do with him after she won? I think is is going to be really telling. Uh, what they what they do with him after G one is going to be very very interesting. I He's love had- that Rocky Romero Fantasma match too. Um, the box versus Phoenix and so the top your top ten matches according to Meltzer two four six eight. He yeah, hasn't really gone like two five happy this year. Hmm. It's only rated to 
four, six, eight matches, five stars. And above. Because okay. he can work his own scale. He does. But, well, I, if we took, like, almost every Will Osprey manager here as a horse bears, <laughs> it, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, so, Will Osprey's money running both Flair says and, and most outstanding. Because I think Will Osprey has been leaned on to draw some houses during the junior tour, and he has. So, so he has Drew, and maybe like Okada too, because he's the IWGP champion. Mm. And and then I would just do that, I'd, and then I would put Box for third. Okada's had a good year. Uh, from, from it's not like Okada. Well, like Okada's having a bad year. It's like Will Ospreay is just that fucking good. Ospreay's just just been so blow away. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, what's what's going on here with with Will? Like, like Will, oh, it's literally indescribable what Will Ospreay's doing. It's almost like what Kazuchika Okada was doing two years ago. That, that's. What? I think that was the other thing I, I would. I was kind of considering like. What kind of years did you put Will on here? Like, uh, what kind of like level? Like, how crazy of a year? Like, Omega's had some great years, but like, has Omega? Well, Omega hasn't had a year like the Okada Osprey year, right? Where Okada in twenty, I believe it was sixteen or seventeen. Every Okada match was fucking phenomenal, and then Will Osprey just took that to another level on. I thought Walters twenty eighteen. I thought Mega was. I thought Mega was. Uh, was wrestled the year for twenty eighteen, or did he only win one of the one of the two? Let me look at the award. I'm pretty sure Omega won. Omega had a year where he was head and shoulders the best. Which I yeah, twenty eighteen. Was twenty eighteen? Yeah, where he finally beat Okada, and he like he had classics leading up to it. He had the classic with Jericho. He had he had the he had but, match with but Okada. But he he. He, to me, and I'm just saying this, for, yeah, he won the award last year. Right. But he didn't lack the field. It was, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it wasn't, a, it, there was a debate with Omega's year. The, yeah, and, because he had, he had Kota Ibushi on his heels, he had Okada on his heels. Right. But there, there is no, there is none for this. There was no debate on like best draw and stuff like that in wrestling. Omega was the best draw, but mm-hmm. in terms of having great matches, I thought Walter had a better year than Omega in twenty eighteen. He's like he's like Walter's quality better. Yeah, and I, uh, I I thought Osprey had a better twenty eighteen than Omega. You liked his quality better. But Omega had the whole so, package. Let me, why I think, let me, why I let me give you the years of most outstanding wrestler. Let's just do that. Um, because because um, that will give me a great look on on like great years in pro wrestling history. Because normally 
Okada in 2016 was... 2017 was phenomenal. Um, who else? The last real WWE guy to win that award was John Cena in 2010. For Flair Fest. Which... Yeah, looking back at Cena's 2010, he had the good rivalry with he had the rivalry with Batista, and then he had the whole thing with Nexus, which 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 I really did enjoy that. And yeah, I think it's wow, no one since Cena in 2010 from WWE. Which let's see, because he won Tanahashi. Tanahashi won his three straight years in 2011 to 20. You could say Styles, but part part of that was in New Japan run. Too in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I would I would argue AJ for twenty sixteen. I would I would definitely would have argued AJ because yeah, uh, he, he, he it was seamless from what he when he ended in New Japan and then instantly turned and then instantly turned into the guy the best guy in WWE. Like it was seamless what AJ did. So here's the history of the Flair Fest Award, um, and then and then we'll look at much outstanding as well because. I think Will Ospreay is a good, good contender for both. Um, Harley Race in eighty and eighty one for NWA. Flair won it from eighty two to eighty six. This is why they call it the Flair Fest Award. Flair won it for four straight years. Fair enough. Five straight years. Five straight years. Yeah. Eighty two to eighty six. Five straight years. Yeah, that's five. Yeah, that's five straight. Um, and then Ricky Toshu won it in. I don't know much about Ricky Toshu and. Like, was he making great matches or was he drawing? Uh, Kira Maeda, that was more of a draw. Um, Ric Flair in 89. Ric Flair 89 is a year you think of creatively and at the box office. Um, Flair won in 92 as well. Jumbo that's, that's 8 for Flair? That's 7 for eight Flair, for Flair. That's Um, and Flair doesn't win the award again. Um. So his last one was 92. It was the year he won the Rumble. Okay. year he won the Rumble, yeah. And one year he won the title. For WWF. Right. Flair 89, I would argue. But we don't have enough house show matches. This is the thing. We see everything. True. So let's go to most outstanding. Which started being an award in eighty six. So Flair in eighty six, eighty seven, Fujinami in eighty eight, Flair in eighty nine. That's three out of four for Flair. And then three straight years for Liger. And then two straight years for Kenta Kobashi in ninety. Three and ninety four. Ninety five was Manami Toyota. The only female to win the award. Mm. In ninety five. Imagine that. <laughs> Ray Mysterio ninety six. Sal in ninety seven is an interesting case. Great in ring years. I would say Flair Flair eighty nine. 
Um, you think it would be maybe the best all-around year? Okay. Miss Flair had the best overall all-around year up until all in 2017. But this is best in-ring. So, so Flair in 89, which he also had a great year in the box office. And then Mitawa in one second. Which he also won the Flair Stats Award. Um I'm just thinking out loud. Um oh six Danielson having a great year in Ring of Honor. Um and then New Japan has won. So. I'm just thinking out loud. Of guys who had the signature, those signature years. To me, in ring one. I'm thinking more in ring. So, Masao 97. Okay. Because Natal had a legendary year in 97. I, I need to go back and watch a lot of it. Kobashi in 93. Um, also, Brian Danielson in 06. That was Pete Danielson. In, in terms of pure wrestling, yes. So, and then AJ Styles won in 2014 and 15, and 2016. Tanahashi won in 12 and 13. Okada won. Uh, the only real comparable years to what Osprey's doing. Seems like Flair 89. Misawa 97. Misawa 97. And Daniels in 06. And Okada in 2017. So at worst, it's the fifth best wrestling, all around wrestling year of all time. At worst. And we're seeing everything Osprey's doing. Um, whether that's true, and he's, I you could make the case that this could be the greatest wrestling year of all time for any one individual person in ring, yeah. And we're only in July, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh, wow, that's that's scary. I'm not trying to like blow smoke up Will Osprey's mind, it's like. We have to stay facts here. It's like we're we're seeing the quality of stuff that he's doing. We're seeing the quality of stuff that he's actually doing, and he's put he's put on people. He's had some incredible moments. He absolutely has the moment of the year where with the Hurricanrana spot with with Ibushi, and, and they both do the look back like, "Are you kidding me? You just countered that? Or you you just you just they landed?" That, that's absolutely the the wrestling moment of the year, and that prop that won't be touched. As as good as as good as Lee and, and Dajakovic's did to, to to kind of replicate that, but that that moment won't be touched with with uh with Ibushi and Osprey. But yeah, it's just thinking of what he, what else he's going to be able to do in the, in this G one, uh, as well as the the remainder of the year. Osprey's maybe just getting started. That's terrifying. It's terrible. Well, Osprey already in his young career 
pretty much since yeah, like since he like I think this is the first time we both kind of sort of saw him in twenty sixteen or seventeen. Is the, is is the I think it was the year where he faced Saber in Dallas the WrestleMania weekend. Take this what you will. And then the DBZ moment with Ricochet. I think it was since that run. I wish you could do it single. His lowest rated singles match is three and a half stars. Mm. That's unprecedented. That's absurd. Are we talking this year or talking in general? We're talking this year. That's, That's absurd. Because Osprey Bougie, four and a, four and a, four, four, maybe three. It's what you think is the fallaway match. Mm. Uh, okay. It depends on what you think of the fallaway match. I rated it at three and a half stars. I also rated it at three. But here's every Will Osprey singles match according to Dave. Osprey versus Ibushi, 4.75. Uh, Which Wade, I can agree with. Uh, I love that. Osprey versus White. He didn't even read. Oh, he wasn't on the New Beginning Tour. Oh, my bad. 4.75. The Osprey Okada match from New Japan Cup, 4.25. Osprey versus Archer, 4 from New Japan Cup. Osprey versus Bandito from WrestleCon weekend, four point seven five. Cobb versus Osprey, four stars. Osprey versus, and he doesn't even have all the matches rated from, from, from. I can't even look at Dave's rating because he doesn't have every Osprey singles match rated. But he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and if you include tag, it's seventeen. Matches that are at least four stars. That are at least four stars, according to Dave. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I think we're. I think just to like the the sum it up. I think I think the, the only thing left he could do is is have like one let's, of the. Let's five take stars. a look at Okada's year in 20, 2016, uh, 2017, when he won, won the award. Yeah, the that's, the only, that's the only that's the only thing left to do. And then rate, weighted star rated for wrestlers, according to Wrestling Observer. Osprey is fourth all time. With He's this ahead year. of Okada. No, wow. of all time. Oh, wow. oh wow. The top ten is Kota Ibushi at four point one five. Mitaro Masawa. 4.18. Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, 4.19. Matt Riddle, 4.19. But you can take that out because he's only had a few matches that Dave paraded. 
Okada has 4.21. Sasuke, 4.21. So Okada and Sasuke are tied. Osprey has 4.22. And let me look at Okada in 2017 in terms of star rating. For a second, that Dave Ray does. Um, 2017. So, I won in 2017. Oh, let me, let me do this. So, 2017. Of course, Tanahashi Okada, five stars. Mm-hmm. Six stars. This is where you broke the scale. The Omega Match of Wrestle Kingdom. The Omega Match of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, that was such an that was an all-time excellent story that they told. Yeah, the six-man tag at New Year's, ten-man tag at New Year's. That's a rated at four stars. We'll we'll exclude that. Two. Two. Three. Because he had a eight-person tag with with one singles match so far, but but three overall. Four, five. The Shibata match. Oh, Shibata's last match. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, Miss Master Shibata. The Fale. Six match. Six Fale. Seven with. Seven. And one of them was the Tiger Mask W match, which was Kota Ibushi under our hood. The Omega Dominion match. We're only at seven and we're at Dominion. That was the draw that was the draw they had, right? Yes. So at eight, Omega Cody. Okada Cody. Yeah, yep. And we're at the G one already. Look! Osprey's having he already has 17 five-star matches. Four-star plus du- matches. He's got double Omegas. And Omega's only a G1. Uh, Okada, double Okada's. Okada. Double Okada's 2017. In, in the year that Okada ruled. Well, it was basically a super, it was basically God tier. Like, Okada was basically God mode in 2018. Uh, 2017. And Osprey's well, doubled Osprey, that. Tw- Osprey has doubled that. I think the only thing I can say in Okada's defense so far is that Osprey hasn't had that that five star or higher. Yeah. I, I, no, no, the Shingo match. The Shingo match. Oh, so you you put Shingo at five? Okay. I put the Shingo match at five. That Shingo match was ridiculous. Let's let's just count. Oh god. Four, four, four quarters. Yeah, four four to three quarters is, is that match's floor with Shingo. Yeah. So he had a match with Elgin. <laughs> Which I do believe I've seen, and that yeah, that match that match with Elgin was really good. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, I definitely need to see that. Eight. Nine with Sonata. T- mm-hmm. Ten with Kojima. Dave rated the Juice Robinson match at 3.5. Um, day 14, G1. He doesn't even rate all the G1 match. My God. I know that the match he had with Omega at G1. Where Omega Evil. Finally- what, what, what did I... 10. 10 at Kojima, right? Or 11? I believe you're at 10, yeah. 11. 12 with the Suzuki match. Okada Omega. 
Do you want 13? 14 with Okada Evil at King of Pro Wrestling. 15 with the World Tag League final day. We're only at 15 in the year of our Lord of Okada. And Osprey's already topped it in terms of Dave ratings. Mm. I'm not making this up. That's the kind of run, Okada. That's the kind of run. That's Osprey's the kind of run Osprey is on right now. And and you could add more to that if you if you think the uh, Osprey Osprey Okada versus Ibushi versus Tanahashi Saber Suzuki Saber versus Tanahashi and Osprey, which I rated at four star. So that's another man. This man is ridiculous. <laughs> it is the is the point that we're saying here, <laughs> and we're only at G. We're only at the really the relative start of G one. And plus, I, I'm not going to do Flair and Mattel because not everything was taped. But this is Osprey's topping Okada here. This is. And we're only, yeah, we're, we're only, we're basically mid-July. Oh, yeah, wait, here, dude. We're, we're, and we're basically mid-July. And one ahead of him. He's got the rest it's of G1. And, and he, not, not only does he have the rest of G1, he's got an incredible, he's got a super stacked lineup in his A block to top uh, Okada. To do it with. Yeah. With Okada, Abushi, Tanahashi. Saber. Well, Osprey's gonna have the best year in wrestling history. It looks and feels like it. It really does. In ring year, I'm just saying that. Not in terms of draw, yeah, not maybe not not quite drawing power, but yeah, definitely like in ring in terms of in ring quality of matches. Yeah, the dude's on his game right now, and and I love it. I love seeing great wrestlers like. Like you, like we were doing the shows when Okada was on his great run. Yes. Like, like I was loving every second of that. We we yeah, it, we we marveled at how good Okada was. We marveled at it. Yeah. We should be doing the same with Osprey, and we are doing the same with Osprey because he's already topped what Okada has done in terms of overall quality for a particular year. Sure, it depends on what you think of the Shingo match, but I have that elite. I don't break my five first scale, and then he has had two really other high end matches in the Dragon Lee match, and because Dave has because Dave broke his scale, it's hard to tell and everything. But well, that, does, that does skew it, yeah. The, 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 we broke the scale for the Omega, for him and Omega, for for Omega and Omega. That, 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 that does tip, tip the scale average wise a little bit, but ultimately. But in singles only, Will Osprey has a 4.45 weighted star average in the observer. 10 points higher, Okada. Not 10 points, a tenth of a point higher. A tenth of a point lower than Okada. Omega has 
and Gargano are... And this is for singles only, which they have this stat there. According okay. to TV. So... So, the dude is at his apex. And he's still so, so young. Also, what, 25? And, and he had the Eagles match that was very good. Dude, the dude has 24-star matches. Absurd. And he's, he's what, 25, Sir. 26? Because it, it also depends on... If you've seen the TLC match at Progress, which Aussie Open, to which rock? And what do you think of the Aussie Open stuff? And what do you think of? And what do you think of Scotty Davis with Aussie? This dude, where I, I, I'm just being dead serious right now. This dude is popping himself almost every night. And he's hungry to do so. He's incredibly hungry. He's never... I mean, he's... Obviously, I'm guessing he's satisfied with what he does. He's never truly satisfied with what he does. He's trying to, like, raise the bar even higher than what he already than what he already has. And I think that's what makes it special. That he's not content. Yeah, I think that's the word I'm looking for. He's not content to just settle out, okay, I'm really, really good, but let's get really, really great and top really, really great every night. I mean, and that's, and that's and another part that makes it special, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the floor in the suits three stars, if you, if you think of the Polly match, if you include the Polly match. Dude's floor is three stars. This dude does not have a bad match. I, I, I'm just amazed. <laughs> He's only 26. He's only 26. He's yeah. only 26. That is absolutely gross. And Rokado was 29 when he did his epic run. This dude can get better. That's, that's the point. That's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm saying here. He's only 26. That is, that is absolutely. That's absurd. That's just unreal right now. Yeah, he literally he just turned 26 last May. So was, yeah, he's that, that's that's Salisbury's age right now. It's wow. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. He's not gonna be doing all the high flying stuff, but he's gotten a lot he better. He have to. His ground game is really good. He doesn't have to be a tech wizard. His ground game. He's just overall got a really good ground game. Sorry, I've just blown your mind with the Will Osprey talk. But it's 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 but it's necessary to think about here. But but dude, dude, it's it's like Will people. People don't realize that this guy's universally regarded. Except for in a couple circles that think he sucks. Mm-hmm. But those guys are but those people that think he sucks think he sucks for outdated reasons. 
Like, you can't tell. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, really. So. I, I just went on a Will Ospreay rant, and I'm like, I wasn't expecting to do that today. But I think it was necessary to kind of put in the context how good of a year that guy's having. Yeah. And I think it was 100% necessary for it. So I think it's uh, that's a good way to... Because no one's up. really looked at the stats and, and, and saying, looking back and saying, and Andre's going to have more singles matches than Okada because it depends on what you think, uh, how, how heralded is Okada's year, mm. honestly. Because you can't even compare them to Sal year and the, uh, because, and Oka- the Flair yeah, year. Oka- and Okada's the, the most modern, yeah. That, that's certainly the, the, or the modern the, uh, You could compare Danielson year because everything was making tape, but... In 06, but Dave didn't rate everything either. Like he does, like consistently, as he does with these two guys. So, yeah, we're talking about the greatest ever in your in wrestling history. Plugs before me and Beast Mike start talking about sports. <laughs> All right, so obviously Twitter.com slash Beast Mike is where you're gonna. Uh, find me. I'm going to try to do the to the uh those, those uh, previews I was, I was talking about before. Like I kind of got like the the stuff. I kind of got like the writing work prepared for it. Audio, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll, I'll still try to get them out there. I will be back on the spikes on Friday. Back doing the uh, producing for that. And I know that this uh, school is going to start a month and a, pretty much a month and a half, which is nice. I got still got a little bit more time before that. But as you can find me at twitter.com slash beast mike and obviously I'll be talking sports as I normally do uh, there. Um DJ D Coops Wrestle, G I T R Wrestle is where you can find me. And until next week, we will see you later. <laughs>